You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rabbi Yoshev on the Parsha. The Torah starts Parsha's Truma with the command of Klal Yisro has to give tzedakah, has to give nadavas, has to be trained in giving tzedakah. Rabbi Yoshev was asked um, a question. Um, he, a person wanted to get, had a, a couple of hundred dollars of tzedakah money. Should he find one ani to give it to? Or should he give out to a number of people? So Rabbi Yoshev says, if you look at the Rambam, in the Parish of Mishnayis, the Rambam says clearly that it's better to do it to do more. Where's that Rambam? The Rambam is in Pirkei Avos. What does the Rambam say? The Rambam says, The Rambam writes that it's not the great act of the $200 you gave to one Ani, but it's of the fact that you do a, a number of different acts. Why? Because you become a greater person by repeating, the Rambam says, acts of tzedakah over and over. And with that, you become a different person. But if you do one big act of tzedakah, even though you'll say you helped this ani buy something, that that the $10 you gave to 20 aniyim isn't going to help them as much. But the Rambam says for you, as a as a no sane, you become bigger by doing it twenty times. The Rambam says clearly that you're not the idea of gi- giving tzedakah. The Rambam says is midos hanedivus. You're supposed to not. You're supposed to become about tzedakah. Kol asher yidvenu libo. So, that's the Rambam Mefurish. Um, the Rambam actually adds something, and if you take a look in Pirkei Ovois, his parish there, the Rambam adds an interesting point. He says, um, let's say, Misha Poda Asur B'meya Dinorim. Incredible, the Rambam is writing this. Let's say a person has been taken by captives, and the cost to free him from the captives is a hundred dinner. Or You have more schar by contributing to ten funds even though you could have totally freed this guy by contributing their 10 prisoners, in other words. You could either give the 100 to be poted one, or you could give to eat. They're collecting for this. You can give for 10 prisoners. The Rambam says that it's better to do it the other way, which is counterintuitive. Many people might say you should go with the thing which is more that, that you accomplish something. But Rabbi Yashiv Paskin based on that Rambam.
Okay. What about, let's make a different question of tzedakah. Let's say, um, and this, they actually asked this to Rebbe Yoshev. Let's say uh, there was someone who had a gamach. And the question was, should you lend the yeshiva, give the yeshiva a loan of $100,000? Or should you give to 10 people $10,000? So Lachora, based on his psak before, you would have said that it's better for the gemach moisad to give 10 times. But Rabbi Yosha felt here the psak was different. Here, by lending the money to the yeshiva, it's Torah and Chesed. And therefore, and also, it's a gemach. It's not one person who's giving stalker. It's an institution. So, what you could ask, what about if a person, an individual, could either give money to a yeshiva or give money to 10 different aniyim? Which would be better? It sounds like Rabbi Yosha would pass in the same way. The Torah and Chesed is already two different things. In other words, if it's Torah and Chesed together, that trumps the idea of becoming a, a Baal Tzedakah. The Torah writes um, that everybody came and donated for the Mishkan. The Rechaim asks, why is it that the last things that are mentioned are the Avne Shoham and the Avne Meluim? Lachora, they are more precious than gold, the Avne Shoham and the Avne Meluim. They should be before the Zavikesev because they're even more precious. So the Rechaim answers that where did they get the uh, those jewels, those Avne Shoam from? Those came from Shamayim. Chazal say the clouds came and dropped down. That's why it says the Nesim, meaning the clouds came and dropped them down. So therefore, when the Torah wants to write about the gifts that were given, when it's talking about the gold, that you could say they earned from the work of Mitzrayim. That was, that was their schar. The gold and silver and other things they took out of Mitzrayim, they had earned that. That was something that was earned by the workers. But the Avne Shoam, which came from Shamayim, a special gift. It wasn't Beschus der Avoda. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't reckon that as significant. Because what you give from what you feel you deserve and what you worked for, which is the way Claudius Rowe felt about the gold and silver, they felt that was their payment, and then they turned around and gave it to the Rabbi Nishon, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Hashivas to Rabbi Yashav pointed out that why do you think the, the, the Avne Shoam dropped from Shamayim? It dropped from Shamayim because the Nesim of Klal Yisrael had a special connection. They were tzaddikim. And, and, and therefore, it was in a way a symbol of God's love for them. So Rabbi Yashav says, you're right. Rabbi Yashav says, that's true. 
that is a sign of great sidkus that they got this gift from God. But in order to really give something, you have to work for it. The more you work for something, the more you love it. And that's the way Rabbi Yoshev says it's all about learning. We see from here that even though a person has a number of gifts, something that you feel you slaved over and that you were kind of in learning, that becomes yours. And that's the type of thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is machshev when you give that. That's something that, I mean, especially when Rebel Yoshev would give up of his learning to answer Shilas and things like that, you know how much he, he felt that he was doing. Because that was something that, that was what, that was the greatest thing for him, the thing that was most his. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be able to give. That's where our heart is really. Well, it's not exactly the parsha, but it is Hilchis Megillah, which of course will be relevant very soon. Um, Rebel Yoshev's minag was when he was hearing the Megillah reading, was to uh, stand for the first three brachas, and the bracha Asher Heine also was standing as well. But during the Megillah reading itself, Rebel Yoshev sat down. The bracha is different because the brachas are mitzvahs. You stand up when you make a bracha on a mitzvah. But the mitzvah itself, the reading of Megillah, he was sitting. Um, Rebel Yoshev was asked about his minig of sitting and someone asked him if if a person has taken upon himself the minig of standing for Kriya Satira. Now again, it's a machlekes between the Mechaber and the Ramah, whether you should stand for Kriya Satira. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Mechaber writes that you don't have to stand for Kriya Satira, but the Ramah brings Yesh Machmirin. So there are many Ashkenazim who are, who are Machmir to stand for Kriya Satira. So they asked Rebel Yoshev, what about should they be standing for the Megillah? So Rebel Yoshev said, there's no connection. If a person has a minute to stand for Kriya Satira, Taira is different. And Rebel Yoshev, in fact, pointed out that if you take a look in Shulchan Aruch, Based on the Gemara, it says you can read the Megillah whether you stand or sit. And the Ramah, by Kriya Satira, the Ramah was, was Machmir. The Ramah didn't bring any Chumrah to stand for Kriya Satira. Because what's the reason why you stand for Kriya Satira? Because when you hear the Kriya, it's, you're supposed to imagine that you're getting it from Har Sinai. And that's not what Kriya Samigila is. Kriya Samigila, it's not a, you're not going back to Har Sinai. So therefore, Abelosha felt that even if a person has a very strong minute to stand for, uh, to stand for Kriya Satira, that wouldn't apply in terms of Megillah reading. And, and when they asked him about the bracha, he said, of course the bracha. It says clear in the Mishnah Bura and other Achreinim that when you make a bracha, 
you're supposed to be standing. Even if someone else is making the bracha for you, you should be standing. Now, birchas hanenin might be different, but birchas hamitzvos, you're supposed to be standing. The Ben Ishchai says clearly that you should be standing for all the brachas, even though you are allowed to sit down for the laning. They asked Rabbi Yoshev about this further. What about the fact that we say in the Gemara in Megillah that the reading of the Megillah is like Hallel? Because the Gemara asks, why isn't there a Hallel on Purim? So one of the answers the Gemara gives is that the Megillah reading takes the place of Hallel. So we know by Hallel you should be standing. So Lachara, if why don't you stand for Megillah laning? Rabbi Yashiv felt that even though the Gemara does say, and there are Shittas that hold, for example, the Meiri says, that if you don't have a Megillah, you should say Hallel on Purim. Rabbi Yashiv says it's, there's no Svara to, to compare it. Now, Rabbi Yoshev was very aware that um, about this Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer writes that it, the Megillah should definitely be, he has a Tzarechian, that you should be standing up for the reading of the Megillah because it's the same way you when you bench Gomel, you stand up. You're being Mahal of the Rabbanu Shalom that he saved us. So that's what it's about. It's like a big praise of God. So you should be standing up. But Rabbi Yosha felt that even though the Chassam Soifer was Machadish, an idea that it should be like a Halel, even even if you've already said Halel, he said there's Bechlal, no Indian of standing at all for Megillah, for reading the Megillah. You want to keep yourself awake. Robert yes. I I have a feeling that maybe the sitting has to do with the way we read the Megillah with folding the scroll. You know, if ideally, right, that everybody has the handwritten Megillah. So with folding the scroll, you know, without uh, standing up, it would be hard. Without, you know what I'm saying? It, right. as, as a, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, Practically. But the it's, point, a, it's a letter. It's a, right? It's considered a letter. Just, right. Just an idea. You could be. I think, again, what Rebel Yashiv is trying to get people to realize that even though you're reading it and it's a mitzvah, it's, it has no connection to Kriya Satora. The base, basic thing is to read it and to understand it and to hear every word. But there's no, but you don't have to necessarily be standing up. Um, and you're right, Dr. Kogan. If you're going to be folding it over, it's going to be tough to do that standing up. Um, in terms of, let's say you do have your own Megillah. So Rebel Yoshev obviously had his own Megillah. And what he would do is he would read it together. Now, what about on a Purim Meshulish. So, we know on a Purim Meshulish, as we said before, Rebel Yoshev felt that you needed 10 people. So, L'chorah, you could have felt 
that maybe you shouldn't be reading the Megillah to yourself. Why? The Briskarov said that when you need 10 people to read the Megillah, like possibly on Friday of a Purim Mishulish, it needs to be, you need to hear it from the Baal, the person who's reading it. Because when you read the Megillah by yourself, you are taking yourself away from the Tzibor. What does it mean that you have a Krias Megillah B'Tzibor, the Briskarov said? That means one person reads and is motzi everyone else. But if everybody's reading from their own Megillah, the Briskarov felt you have a bunch of individuals. True, we're all together in the room. We're all together in the room. But Lamaisa, we're all together in a room, but the Briskarov felt that if you have one, if everybody's reading their own Megillah, it's like they are all separate in their own little world reading it, even though everybody's around them. So the Briskarov felt that on a Purim Mishulish, you, when they're reading in Yerushalayim this Friday, this coming in the week from Friday, you should not, you should, you should follow in the Megillah, but you shouldn't be reading it. Because if you read it, then you're sort of like disconnected. Um, Rebel Yoshev disagreed with that, Lumdus. He said it's, he's right that you need a tzibur, but a tzibur is a tzibur even if everybody, not everyone is listening together. In fact, Rebel Yoshev was asked, um, in, in that situation on a Purim Mishulish, where they were reading on the four, 14th in Yerushalayim, that there was a, that there was one person who was going slower and another person was going faster. Rabbi Yoshev said, this is the Yisod. It's called the Tzibur. We're all doing the same thing. Even if we're not doing it exactly the same way, at the same, at the same speed but we're all together in the same room doing one thing, that's called tzibur. Which is real, if you think about it, what tefillah b'tzibur is. That tefillah b'tzibur, again, let me say it better. That obviously, when you when you are reading the Megillah and you're looking at the Megillah in front of you, in a way you're tuning out what the Balkairi is doing. In a way, you're absorbing things in your own individual method. But that's normal. In fact, if everybody's doing that, even though you have a Balkore who's reading it, it's still called a Kriya Betzibur. Now, you, so how were you? Was he Yotz? Was he Motzi you? He was Motzi with the Brachos. But, but the Kriya was something you did. When you read the Megillah on your own, Rebel Yasha feels, you're being Makayim, the mitzvah of Kriya, but it's still Bitsibur because everybody, you have ten, nine other people doing the same thing, like davening Bitsibur. So even though when you are concentrating on the words, you're not really listening to the Balkore completely, and you are in your own world, 
but you're in a world that there's nine other people doing the same thing in their world in the same place, which is really what Tfilah B'tzibur is. So that's why Rabbi Yosha felt that would be called Kriya B'tzibur. Whereas the Briskarov disagreed. The Briskarov felt that the Kriya is like, is like the Chazaras Hashats, that the Kriyas that when, when you need a tzibur, like on a Purim Mishulish, on a Friday the, in Yerushalayim, when they're reading on Yudalid, it's like the Chazaras Hashats. And just like Chazaras Hashats, you're supposed to just listen to what the Shats is doing. That's the way, the way the Briskarov felt it needed to happen. That everybody has to be, has to be quiet. Um, and that's a Yisotistika Machlokas really about what's what is the idea of of kriya b'tzibur between the briskarov and rebel yoshev. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.